Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 436th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with a couple of, uh, a couple of delicious co-hosts. That was, that was wrong on a lot of levels, but that's okay. I'll take it. (laughs) We've got, uh, Jushiro. The man, the myth, the legend. Hello. And then uh, we've got the uh, the uh, the wonderful fluffiest from Zakat as well. The whimsical whimsicott. Yeah, and I am apparently cotton candy today. Cotton candy. Hi. Cotton candy. There we go. <laughs> uh, the Dairy Queen by my house just started doing like a cotton candy flavored dip for the cones. Oh no! I don't know what that tastes like, and I don't know that I care. But it, <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of cotton candy. It's probably something that would be right up my alley, let me tell you. <laughs> probably, yeah, actually. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. We talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to, I, I don't know, um, the, the anime sometimes. Is that, <laughs> the new anime is actually, the new anime is actually pretty exciting. I have not seen it. I saw the first episode of, of, uh. Um... It's not dubbed yet, so don't worry. Okay. You're not behind the times yet. Uh, but from like the story <laughs> elements, it seems like, I don't know what they're doing with it, but there's so many cool things in it so far. And I said this about Ooh. Sun and Moon, and I would say that Sun and Moon started off strong, and it kind of petered out near the end. But okay. uh, I'm hoping that they just don't come out of the gate swinging on this one like they did with Sun and Moon, and yeah. that they uh, that they're that this is like something that they're going to maintain going on. Just be maybe it's also because it's just different on mm. top of that. But I mean, Ash is catching some cool things. Like Ash caught a Dragonite. He caught. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Uh, he caught, he also caught a Gengar. And I think, okay. and I think he's getting a Riolu. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Right? He's getting good, good Pokemon now. Yeah, right. Well, I think the idea is like, hey, let's show off the other Pokemon with this other character who's just going to try to catch them all. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it really seems like they've balanced it, balanced the two aspects of Pokemon that exist really well between Ash and the new character Go. And in okay. that, that Go is the typical like collection completionist type person. Because that's right. all he wants to do. He just wants to catch Pokemon. That's like Go's deal. He, he mm. wants to catch all the Pokemon, and that's what that's what. Of he course, because his name's Go. And, which is which is like you know you have those people who just want to play the game and complete it, and then and then you've got Ash now who's like getting all these these uh, quote unquote uber powerful Pokemon, right? And is somehow having an episode with Karina and being reminded that Mega Evolution exists. Game three. Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, no. uh, Mega Evolution is like the biggest thorn in my side because. They they haven't hinted that it's coming back in Sword and Shield whatsoever, which is fair because they have Dynamax, and I would hate to see like Dynamax Mega Charizard or something like that. But, oh my god! 
please don't even mention it three times in front of a mirror. Yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would hate to see something like that happen. Um, but I think it's as simple as being like, oh, well, they use the energy to mega evolve, so they can't Dynamax. I, I think it would be as simple as doing that, like, as an in-lore reason, and then just not letting it happen. Kind of like how Mega Rayquaza couldn't use Z-moves. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we could definitely do. But Mega Evolution is, like, the biggest thorn in my side, just because it's everywhere except the main games right now. Like, yeah. it's, in, it's in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX. It feels like they're mocking us. It's in Pokemon (laughs) Masters. Now it's in the anime. And I'm just like, why did you take this from me? Yeah. I have to say, I was one of those naysayers before with Mega Evolutions where I'm like, I didn't, I don't necessarily, I I understand it and I like it, but I don't love it because I thought it would like overpowered. And I thought maybe, oh, uh, Gigamax was going to be like a better option because everyone can Gigamax and all that. And now I can see and it's like, yeah, no, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. I am, I am always right, but I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Let's not talk about that too much. Uh, and so, but I, yeah, no, I do miss Mega Evolution. I, I really miss Mega yeah. Evolution because it was done very well. Like so many Pokemon are awful without it. Like Miles mm-hmm. in the Sword and Shield Pokedex, but who cares? Because you can't Mega yeah. Evolve it. Like who cares about that? Um, th- That's just like the big, that's probably the biggest example is Mile. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. even if like Beatrill comes back. Sableye. Yeah, Sableye's good without it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Stabilize good without it. Uh, in the in the Gen Six meta mm-hmm. before Oras came out, so you didn't have Mega Sableye. Sableye was actually pretty prevalent. Okay. Yeah, because of uh, Prankster. Prankster yeah. and the typing. It it, it has yep. things it can do. Sableye is actually a pretty decent Pokemon on its own, and it, it can very successfully work uh, without nice. without the Mega. So. I gotta train one. I've never trained one. I need to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's an okay, it's an okay Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my Sableye rant. Uh, but yeah, I miss Mega Evolution. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it, and it's everywhere. But what have you guys been up to lately? It's been it's been a hot minute. Uh, my butt print is incredibly well preserved in my office chair here <laughs> at my house. Mine it's, as it's well. Perfect. It's like I can got. I okay. I'm almost here. The pop every time I uh, the suction pop every time I stand up. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, a lot of Animal Crossing. Yeah. A lot of trying to catch up with the CCG, but I was, uh, for those of you who heard the episode uh, we last should, week. We should talk about that at some point offline. Yeah. They, they canceled everything. Um, and there's no data uh, no. whatsoever to discuss. So I don't, the meta, uh, all I know is Sassian is incredibly good. What counters does it have right now? We don't know because we have no new data after the last tournament where Sassian was like, we uh, ha- had an over um an oversaturated uh, pre- uh, presence in that tournament, so we know Assassins is really good, but we don't know anything else. And now with the championship canceled, we are stuck because Paco, uh, not because Paco, <laughs> yeah, PTCGO doesn't have uh any ability of like we can't extract competition information from PTCGO. So we, uh, other than from players playing online and showcasing us and then telling us, we have no way of knowing what is going on right now and how where is the meta headed? We just have no clue. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody does, to be fair. I've seen, mm-hmm. so I've been playing a significant amount of TCGO um, mm-hmm. and I have found that it is not changed that much. You don't see that, you don't see a huge variety in decks. Yeah, well, because people, the, the pe- people don't, all the variety of 
decks you see in PTCGO are just people finding deck lists. Yeah, exactly. There are no new deck lists. There are <laughs> new deck not, lists. I agree with that. No, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Provable, uh, right? Because obviously yeah. there are always going to be deck lists online. But none of, we don't have the data to back up those deck lists oh, yeah, to no, know whether or not they're good. Awful. Uh, right. On top of that, competitions don't resume until like two sets later. So <laughs> who even cares <laughs> yep. about the next set? Yeah. Like, who even cares? Uh, I mean, it's, we won't it's, know till this is all over. Yeah. I mean, until, until like September, maybe, maybe. I'm going to say, I'm going to put a hard maybe on September yeah. being when things pick back up. Yeah. We're not going to know. And even then, like you, like I said, you have a new set. It's probably after rotation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably so see you later cynthia and a skateboard yeah it, it's gonna be absolutely gross um what about you whimsicott what have you been up to uh well um let's say that i work on my couch which is very bad on my back but uh i don't have a good office chair i will get that at some point anyway uh so my couch and i have right now a deeper relationship than the one i have with my boyfriend because I can't see my boyfriend and I spend all my day on the couch working and the little time I have left, which is very little, after working and video calling my family every single day, because I am the oldest child and I need to keep people sane, is envying people who have time to play Animal Crossing. (laughs) Uh, you should play Animal Crossing. It's not that. It's to be fair. I took like a week off from it just because I was tired of being caught up in like the middle of everybody else playing, and I wanted to sit down and play it at my own pace. Because this is the mm. first Animal Crossing game I think I've really played when like other people have been around. Because the only other option for that to have happened for me was New Leaf, mm. and and like it was fun at first. But I was just like, you know what? I just want to play at my own pace, and I don't want to feel like, oh man, I don't have enough recipes. Oh man, I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. Well, it's also because many people, many people online cheat and do the whole time traveling well, so, thing. So the Puckle community and it's like, has ugh. been pretty good about not doing that. Okay, good. And so they, they're they pretty good about that. But at the same time, like you, in this new Animal Crossing, you have like a bunch of stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Where, mm. you're just, where it's just like, oh, you can tell how many days you've been playing and like all this other stuff. And I hated like keeping up with people, like feeling I, like I had to keep up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a week off. That way I'm solidly behind everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then I can just play at my own pace now. See, that's one of the reasons I didn't buy it. I was like, there's no way I have time to play this except like maybe five minutes a day and then I don't know, half an hour on the weekend. Yeah. And I I got the feeling that it was very much one of those games where, oh, there's daily events and stuff yes. that you have to do every day. And just, it didn't seem like, on one hand, I'm extremely stressed out and it looks like a very like chill and relaxing kind of game. Yeah. But the, mm-hmm. the very same reason I would want to play is the same reason I don't know <laughs> when to play it and how to play it because i just don't have that kind of time that yeah. i feel yeah. should be put into the game you know if it was a game that you can play like i don't know half an hour every three days mm, and be yeah. satisfied with it i would like say oh sure let me pick it up but mm-hmm. eh. that's understandable yeah i i mean i enjoy it i just i was just getting i i was tired of trying to keep up because when Animal Crossing feels like work, that's no longer Animal Crossing. And <laughs> exactly. I, like, I, I need to take a week, be solidly behind everybody and do myself. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. We have some news to talk about. So let's uh, kick it on over to the news. So cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. In the news, we have a few things to talk about. It's been a somewhat slow week, uh, but there, there's a few things to talk about. Apparently, there's a new raid event going on in the wild area until April 15th, because the one thing Game Freak was like, said, hey, I heard you like your raids in the raids, and it turns out it's just baby Pokemon, like Pichu, Munchlax, and Riolu, and Togepi, and I think Ditto as well, uh, appear more frequently in raids. Ditto has five guaranteed IVs, so one out of 32 is going to be a perfect one. That's true. Oh. Maybe we should do more Ditto giveaways. <laughs> but they they uh, they also drop extra candy and EV boosting items. On top of that, uh, I am kind of over <laughs> raid events, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I do like that some of, the, like, some of the Gigantamax are more common, but I wish they would do, I, I don't know. I wish they weren't as rare to begin with. I think I think Gigantamax has been Gigantamax, not Dynamax, has been horribly, horribly done throughout this entire process. Like if there's if there's one like if I had to pick one gripe I had with Sword and Shield that wasn't Dexit, mm-hmm. the the answer would be Gigantamax. I think it's handled super poorly, one hundred percent all of the way. Fair. Fair. I don't think there's I don't think there's a single thing about Gigantamax that was handled well. I mean the art. They look cool. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't agree with you there. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I honestly think they have like a couple of slam dunks. One is Fat Pikachu. One is Orbito. Yeah. And then the rest is like, eh. The, like compared to Megas, where Megas felt like almost a complete redesign of the Pokemon, I feel like these were just like, what can we like? It, it's it's the equivalent of taking your van and then putting flames on the side. And then saying, yeah, this van's way cooler now. That's how, that's how I feel about most Gigantamax designs. Hmm. But I mean, that's, that's obviously an opinion. I'm not saying that you can't, you can't, I mean, if you think they're cool and your favorite Pokemon's Gigantamax, <laughs> G-Max Garbodor, I more just power like to the you. Art. Okay. No, that's another <laughs> slam dunk. That's Katamari Damacy. And that is another slam I feel, dunk. I don't, I don't even know if that's like a design thing rather than like just like references out, out the, uh, out like, out, like crazy number of references. Like that's that's how I feel about Fat Pikachu because it's just like oh look Fat Pikachu ha 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 he used to be fat. I mean uh, we live in a culture that for the past like decade or so has lived entirely on references to previously made stuff. So you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong, and I am a Pokemon person, so I am I am susceptible to uh to references. <laughs> Uh, so, Jashiro, tell us about this other piece of news that came out this week that I'm sure is super exciting. Well, things are hard. And the Convy 19 uh, has been taking over the whole world. So we need... It is a time of healing. It is a time of us getting together and do not worry because Sarud has us covered. It has been revealed that his new signature move is Jungle Healing, which basically restores health and removes status conditions for you and an ally Pokemon. Well, and I don't know if it's just like all allies because like there's a move uh, that came in Sword and Shield called Life Dew, mm-hmm. which that Togepi uses all the time in raids. 
that heals like everybody on your side of the field. Right. So it heals all of your allies. And so I'm wondering if this is life do plus like heal bell. It sounds like it. It doesn't specify you and one ally Pokemon, just specify you and ally Pokemon. So Yeah. Which is I mean it so like Zarud, in my opinion, has become the most like meh mythical Pokemon that has ever existed. Mm. Like on so many levels. Like they so mythical Pokemon are supposed to be like these cool rare things that people typically don't see, but the first Pokedex entry we ever got from it from the official website talks about them traveling in packs. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, hey, it gets Leaf Guard. And we're all like, cool. Ooh. Uh, and then it's just like, here's a really cool signature move. It's just Life D plus Heal Bell. And it's like, wow, this Pokemon's Ooh. absolutely useless. Yeah. I, I think I think they meant for it to be handled more in the context of like, hey, you're going to use this Pokemon to raid. Which makes sense for like the first Gen 8 Pokemon, like mm-hmm. mythical-wise. So I, I, I'm okay with it from that standpoint. But like nothing about this Pokemon's exciting. Like, absolutely nothing. Yeah, no. Not even its looks, honestly. I'm not a fan. Oh, no. No. I, I just think I think, I think think it is just, like, a miss on so many levels. I, on top of the fact that we got that DLC announcement where I go, man, they're going to make really cool, like, mythical, in quotes, Pokemon out of Kubfu <laughs> and um, I forget the other one's name all the time. What, Calyrex? Calyrex, that's it. Um, and I know there was a Y in it somewhere. And so... It, like I'm just like wow, these are really cool Pokemon that they're adding in that are gonna kind of be like mythical Pokemon, but they're intentionally made to be legendaries. And I'm like, this is this is a really cool concept. We should keep going with that. Yeah, uh, I'm super into it. And then like immediate, like a couple weeks after we got that announcement, they're like, here's a Pokemon that's only gonna be a mystery gift, and then there's a movie with it. Yep. And it's like cool. Everything you said got me unexcited. <laughs> Every word of that sentence was yeah. Bad. Nothing about that was exciting, and it's that's the story of Zarud. Yeah. Uh, Whimsicott, tell us about this next one. Okay, so there will be a new episode of Twilight Wings on April seventeenth, and it and future installments will focus on the Water Type Gym Leader Nessa because apparently this anime department does know a good character design when they see one. They just Twilight Wings. Twilight Wings and Generations just knocked everything out of the park. I like they do so well, and the only problem is there's so few little of it. Yeah, like there's just so little of it. Like I think Generations did wonderful. Generations was so good. I thought Generations was done very well. beautiful, really well done. It was it was really well. I really like Generations. Like I I will still go watch Generations episodes because I think they're a lot of fun to watch, um, and I think these are really cool as well because they just add on to the characters. Um, that are, I, I will say they're more, these characters are more present in Sword and Shield, though I will not say that they are developed as well in Sword and Shield. <laughs> <laughs> they are present though. <laughs> they are more present than in previous installments. Like you see Ramos once. I, I saw the grass type gym leader in this game, whose name I forgot already more than once. So <laughs> that's, that's a plus. That's a plus. Uh, moving on in the video game. Uh, first of all, right now you're missing out. Um, the battle competition to get Great Balls of Guy shirt is is going on. It's too late to sign up. Ooh. Sorry, I already got my battles in. I put in five battles. I'm five and zero, oh, by the way. I'm pretty much a, oh. I'm pretty much the best Pokemon Ooh. player that ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, but due to an exploit, Game Freak is warned of disciplinary actions for players who frequently disconnect during ranked battles slash competitions. Essentially, they're going to ban you from playing online mm-hmm. Pokemon. 
Um, this is this actually occurs by disconnecting your router from the internet, not turning mm. off your switch or something like that. But people do use that exploit, and they do like get wins that way that would otherwise not be wins, wow. which is stupid. Like how do how much do you care about climbing the ladder? Yeah, yeah. you would do that, right? It's not like you get much for it, right? So people just like to win no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. I just don't get it. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Uh uh-uh. It's their own try- their own uh looking for satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so because this is also the Pokemon Go segment, uh, <laughs> we'll make that hard <laughs> transition. Jishiro, tell me some more about Pokemon Go and how wonderful how wonderful the battling is over there. Don't I have news for you? So, Pokemon Go has released a little board, uh, feature for the Go Battle League, because we all know how much we love combat, uh, having fights in Pokemon Go. It showcases the top fi- uh, 500 players in the world with their names, teams, ranks, ratings, matches, and hopefully a dress where you can go punch them in the face. I'm kidding. <laughs> much love for you guys, who po- Pokemon Go players. Leaderboard is updated daily and a special Marrow event occurred on Sunday, April 12th to celebrate the arrival of Sipper in Animal Crossing. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but it is a special Marrow event occurred on Sunday, uh, April 12th. And, uh, Marrow can also now be found as a shiny in the wild. Look at that. Marrow. The egg shape. Marrow. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The egg shape Pokemon. Uh, how about how about you take it home, Whimsicott? We got a few. We got like one more thing to talk about. Okay, so there is a new one Pokecoin bundle in the shop. This one gives you twenty Ultra Balls and fifty Pineapple Berries, which is not bad. I mm-hmm. definitely purchase that. And then there's also a Pokemon. Uh, sorry, a code that Niantic has put out that can give you eight Pokeball. Four silver pineapple berries and four golden raspberries, and I am going to spell it out. And do you're not going spell to hate it out. Me. Do not spell it out. Just let them go to the Discord of the show notes and read it. Okay, <laughs> that's so much easier. Thank yes, you. Yes, it is. It is a bunch of random letters. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So go. Just go ahead. Read it there. Um, but other than that, I think that's most of the news. There's not much in Puckle news this week, other than the bots up and running. I built a schedule for it uh, that's tentative, and we'll have a we'll have an expanded one next week once I learn what people's habits are to use it, uh, so that it it is more readily used, and people will use the bot for uh, for getting whatever Pokemon they want at and with the appropriate Patreon tier. But I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz our co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Whimsicott and Jushiro today are going to be operating together as a team to go ahead and answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions, all coming from the Puckle Discord server. You can submit these trivia questions over the Discord server. The link to that is in the show notes, as always. In the show notes. Discord link, show notes. That's where they are. Put those two words together. Cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, the... They, each question is worth one point, except for the one question that's worth more than one point. 
Um, it's either worth two or three, depending on how, how well or how poorly they're doing. I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, this week it's going to be worth two, mostly because I don't think you're going to get the three, three answer question this week. So mm. I love your faith in me. Uh, it is well warranted. You will not. <laughs> I I say you won't get it because I won't get it. I wouldn't get it. Uh, oh, then oh, it's not well. Then there's no hope for anyone yeah. else. <laughs> uh, because I wouldn't get it. I mean, you might be able to make some like educated guesses, but that's about it. Um, so we're going to go ahead uh, and do this. But this segment is always is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com. Your stop for everything anime slash nerd related. Uh, go support them. Like I said, with uh, the COVID all of the cons that they go to and sell at or have been shut down. These people are great. You should go drop them some business. I don't know if this is on their website, but they're sending me. Um, they uh, they found out a way to do these coins that have the NFC like amiibo data in them. And they're sending me some like Animal Crossing amiibo, uh, amiibo data for a couple villagers that I wanted. Yeah, he offered uh, th- th- that or let me know of that too. He, yeah, oh, they're such great people. Please go ahead and yeah, support you them. You should go support them because they're sending that to me. I will tell you they all they all work when they get here, <laughs> and then we can we can talk about how Animal Crossing is amazing. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and answer these questions, and we're gonna see if you guys can compete against your fellow co-hosts in a race to thirty points. Whoever gets there first gets a twenty dollar credit to PokemonCenter.com because it's much better than T Public. So we're, let's go ahead and jump into it. Our first question this week is from Liger. Which Pokemon cannot know a normal type move? Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, normal so type Pokemon that doesn't learn a normal type move. He didn't say it's a normal type. He just said it's oh. a Pokemon that doesn't learn a normal type move. Oh, I'll give you the free okay. hint that it's not a normal type. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> we figured... Okay, so uh, the usual candidates as for Pokemon who don't learn a lot of stuff are out because um, Wobbuffet they knows Safeguard yeah. and Magikarp knows Tackle. They don't know uh, Transform. Wait, wait, that's Psychic. Wait, uh, Transform uh, is normal? Transform is normal, I think. Okay. Ooh, that's a very, very specific. Um, so, um, hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Um, is Splash normal? Yes, it is, right? Okay, so Cosmog is out. Mm, dang, this is a really difficult question. Blame Liger. <laughs> I see you, Liger. Uh, what? You also don't have to go very far into the Pokedex. <laughs> you don't? Wait, I know this one then. Because I, I was thinking about it, and then I thought, no, there is, there must be one move that it learns that's normal type but it doesn't and it's Weedle. I'm pretty sure it's Weedle. Oh, wait, String Shop is Bug? Yes. Uh, he doesn't learn Tackle? He doesn't he learn does... anything normal. Yeah, I, I know that Weedle is a Pokemon that learns very few moves and... Harden. Oh, but it doesn't count evolutions, right? No, no. Just Weedle. No, I, I Weedle, think... yeah. Yeah, because I think it's Weedle. Poison's thing. Yeah. Uh, then uh, String Shot, and what was the last one he learns? I don't even remember, but I'm pretty sure it's not a normal type move. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's go with Weedle. Weedle is correct. Weedle so good does with not learn a normal type move. It is the only Pokemon that doesn't learn a normal type move. Fun. Uh, I know it is so fun. Um, it is, uh, it, that's, that's interesting. I mean, it's Weedle. 
It is still, <laughs> still Weedle. Um, as far as Gen 7, the only moves that Weedle learned are Poison Sting, String Shot, and then at level 15, it learns Bug Bite. It learns no TMs or HMs, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just Weedle. There we go. Uh, there you go. That's one Good for job, one. Good job, Scott. Thanks. Our next one is going to be from, uh, uh, let's, let's do it from Lord Snorlax. There we go. Um, in Generation 3, there was a type that didn't have any TMs. What type is this? Ooh, last generation. Week, last week we asked that question for Generation 2, and the answer was flying. Was flying, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, it's been a hot minute since I played a Gen 3 game. Uh, and I don't Yikes. usually use TMs a lot when I play games. So, uh, especially not the early ones where they break and you feel like you're wasting it. Yeah, exactly. So, oh yeah, let's rule them all out. Like, uh, there's for sure a normal type TM. Yep. There's for there's sure fire. a ground type TM. Fire, ice, ice, electric. Uh, for sure we have um. Bug. So steel wing because um Steven gives you that, so mm. that's out. Um, what, what's the bug type one? Uh, I'm thinking uh, any of the uh, like um, this one, the uh, the one that hits harder every time you use it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forgot the name. Was that in Gen Three? <laughs> I think so. Fury uh, Cutter. Is that a TM though? It used to be. Okay, cool. Um, rock. I think you get rock from Brock uh, mm-hmm. in, because Gen Three is you know fire red, leaf green still counts. Oh, does it? Oh, snap. Yeah, so you, you can rule out water as well. You can rule out psychic. Uh, was there a dark type TM? That's the one that I'm thinking of that I don't recall having a TM for. I it's think dark. it's either like dark or dragon or steel. No, we exclude I don't think steel. it's dragon because uh, dragon breath has been around for a while Okay, in TM form. It might be dark then because it might be dark what could it no be no beat up then? no crunch uh no false swipe is uh it's normal. Uh, normal i don't think dark pulse was a move yet in gen 3 i don't think so either dark it pulse might be dark then. it might be dark yep i can't think of anything else want to go with that yeah let's go with dark dark is incorrect the Aww. answer is bug Oh, oh no! Fury Cutter was a TM in Generation uh, Two, but not in Generation Three. Oh, oh. son of a gun! Sorry about that. No, it's uh, fine. So yeah, but uh, for Dark, you actually do have uh, Thief and oh. Snatch and Torment. These are like staples. They're like always. They're always TMs, uh, at least from Generation Three onward. Uh, and also Taunt, I guess, as well. There's four Dark type ones. Wow, crazy! Mm-hmm. There you uh, go. There's also a Dragon one in Dragon Claw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Claw is pretty consistently there forever now. Uh, so that, is, unfortunately, is incorrect. So our next question is your Pokedex entry, as usual. Um, and this one is going to be from Sari. It's Ultra Moon entry reads, They traverse the deep waters as if crawling over the seafloor. The fantastic lights of its fins shine like stars in the night sky. Who is that Pokemon? Oh... So something that walks across the ocean floor, it has it sounds, lights on its fins. Sounds like Ilu, um, 
the one that looks like it's the evolved form of... No, wait. No, I'm confusing Pokemon. Never mind. <laughs> but isn't there a fish? A fin- fino- finoni? So, Finion and Luminion do have lights on their fins, mm-hmm. but... They don't crawl? They, I don't remember them crawling. I remember all of their Pokedex entries being about the fact that their fins look like butterflies. Hmm. It's uh, it's certainly like because something that could crawl along the wait 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 wait. So because I was thinking like um, in K and uh, huh, my brain is completely fried. I was thinking in oh, K, but in K doesn't have yeah. fins. It has nope, like yeah. tentacles. Yeah. Uh, but I think Marini, would you say that Marini has fins? I wouldn't say that Marini mm, has fins. I wouldn't fins. know. It doesn't either. So, um, Finion and Luminion were in the Ultra Sun and Moon Pokedex, right? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say yes. <laughs> Not exactly the first Pokemon you're looking it took, for. It, it, exactly. It took a lot of memory power to remember that it existed in the Exactly. First <laughs> <place>. <laughs> I think, I think I wanna like, um, give credit to that effort by using it as our answer. Just, do you wanna go with Finion or with Luminion? I think Luminion. Okay. Here we go, Luminion. Luminion is correct. Yes! Uh, it's actually based on, it's, if you like look at it, it's like little front fins. Like they, it's actually based on a fish that like crawls on the floor using its little fins. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact. Um, it does that because it's, uh, it's feeling, I think. Yeah, it's feeling. sand yeah. for food. Yeah, something like that. There's a fish awesome. based on it though. It is a forgettable Pokemon though. Like number 20. <laughs> like, yeah. It is, it is, it's one of those Pokemon that I'd be okay with. Like if they were going to actually make a dex cut. Like, Luminion's, like, that would be one of the first things to go, in my yeah. mind. The key word in that Pokedex entry was, uh, lights on fin. And yeah. then, like, it's the only Pokemon I can think of that has that. Yeah, oh, there are, right. li- like, several, uh, you know, sea Pokemon that have lights, but only one has fins, so. Okay, so, our next question, I'll give you the choice of whether or not you want to go for three points as answering a question about Pokemon Ranger, the Shadows of Almia. Oh, God. Or you what? go for two points talking about uh, Pokemon with the ability Levitate. I've never Welcome played Welcome to Final Ran- Je- uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> I've never, never played, played, played the, uh, the second Ranger, Ranger one. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's what I thought. So you're going to go for two points. <laughs> um, so, actually, there's three answers here. You can go for three. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, I'll give you a free hint with this one, though. Uh, most Levitators have this uh, have it as their only ability, but there are three Levitating Pokemon lines. That have this hidden ability. I guess it's two lines and one just Pokemon from a line that gets levitate and will have a hidden ability that's not levitate. Okay. Interesting. Um, one is a, uh, one is a Gen 1 Pokemon. One is a Gen 3. The one without, um, with the family that doesn't get levitate is, mm-hmm. uh, is a Gen 3 Pokemon. And the <laughs> other one's a Gen 4 Pokemon. So Weezing. Does Weezing have a hidden, uh, hidden power fluffs? Hidden ability, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I said hidden power. Uh, honestly, I have no idea. Uh, mm. does the Gengar line no. get a Gen- ability? Gengar had only levitate until, uh, it, it, it mega evolve and then now. 
Okay. Uh, but it always was Levitate. I thought, I mean, Beginger is one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Ooh. If I fail this question, you are allowed to punch me when you get here. Yes. When, uh, whenever the next Pokemon is. <laughs> 2026. Okay, so I'm going to trust you on, on that. Uh, so the one Pokemon that I know gets Levitate while its family doesn't in Gen 3 is Flygon. There we go. Okay. But it doesn't have a hidden ability. It just gets levitate. Oh, and I think the Brahma might have po- levitate as this well. This is a this is a first Pokemon in a line. Oh, oh, okay. So it can have levitate. Or oh, I feel like I've, I feel like I've hunted for this Pokemon before because it brings me flashbacks of me at some point being really really mad because every single one that I was capturing was le- was not the levitate one, and I can't for the life of me remember what Pokemon was it. Huh. Well, something that loses Levitate upon evolving, there, it should be, um, huh. That's very strange. Uh, what about? Can we ask for a hint? Yeah, might as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, let's do that. So, so the one from Gen 3 is a ghost type. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, Interesting. The other one from Gen 4, did you get that? What did you say for Gen 1? Did you come to We haven't said anything okay. yet. Yeah, we, I suspect that Pokemon, reason, but I don't that, know. that Pokemon has a form in another region. Um, okay, so I, I guess yeah. there that, you that go. Again, we seen. Help you much. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Weezing has, uh, exactly. uh, 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 yeah, has, uh, Galarian Weezing. Uh, and then the one from Gen 4 is, uh, its other ability that it can possibly have is Heat Proof. Okay, so that's Bronzong. Good. Um, okay. So Bronson, I still say Weezing because we, I know that Weezing has Levitate, but I, something tells me that Weezing does have a, a hidden uh, uh, ability and I do not know what it is. I'm okay and with I that. I could be completely wrong on this, so you're free to think of a, a different option. But for Gen 1, I think it's Weezing. No, I'm fine with that answer. So we're going to say Bronson, Weezing, and then for Gen 3, um, Ghost type it says in Gen ghost. 3 that lose Levitate upon evolving. Shop it, maybe. maybe? Shepard goes into uh, Bonnet, and Bonnet is on the ground. Oh, Dusclops too. Dusclop, he's little floating at the beginning, and then he becomes heavier. Yeah, because um, Dusknoir and... uh, uh, Duskull doesn't have legs, but Dusclops Mm -mm. and Dusknoir do. Yes, I think you're right about that one. So let's go with, if you're okay with it, Jushiro Bronzong, uh, the Wizard family, and... Duskull? Uh, if you're good with Duskull, because I'm, I'm throwing rocks here to see what I hit. No, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And it's a ghost stop, so I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all correct. That is three <gasps> points. So you guys are five for four. Nice, Jishiro. Nice. And you get to a- answer our base stat question, as always. And this one is from Ribby, the trivia master. Uh, by that, I mean he puts it together. <laughs> and Rivi wants to know which fire type Pokemon has the highest base special defense of all fire type Pokemon. Mm, special defense. Okay, fire so fire is not known to be very defensive. Uh no, definitely. Uh but uh well Ho comes to mind of course. And oh, yeah, Ho. um Volcanion, I don't think like I know it has a decent special defense, I think, but it's not the highest. Definitely. Okay. Um, Tartanator is all uh, physical defense. Mm, okay. 
What are other fire type legendaries that might be very defensive? Doesn't count like our uh, Arceus with the plate or something like that, right? Okay. Uh... Oh man, I'm so rusty on this stuff. Yeah. So, I I was trying to think of fire types in Gen 4. Silly me. <laughs> um yeah fire defense uh special defense oh, wait uh Flarian has a high special defense however i don't know if it's i don't know that it highest. gets to whole whole levels yeah it's very high for sure mm-hmm. it's a 110 i think but yeah. mm, i think if whole as a good one it might go beyond 110 Volcarona is very decent, but it's not that high. Ho level. I'm yeah. gonna need an answer. Okay. Let's go so, with Ho. Yeah. Ho. Ho is correct with a base Ooh. 130 special defense stat. Nice. Or maybe not 130. Um, it might be higher. It might be 150. Um, it's one of those two numbers. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. It's it's pretty. It's a bulky boy. I mean, Ho and Lugia are both bulky. That's Mm-mm. like their. That's like their thing. Like, hey, we're bulky. Uh, Ho-Oh's base special defense is base 154. Wow. That's, that's what it is. Yes. So, <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it's pretty high. Uh, but on that note, that gives you guys six points for today. Hmm. So that's not a bad showing. That does change up the leaderboard pretty significantly because every week changes up the leaderboard because everybody's so close. Um, so yeah. in first place, we have Linian with 25 points, followed up by Whimsicott with 22 points. Ooh. In third place, we have Sigma with 21 points. In fourth place, we have Seth Vilo with 17. In fifth, Scrawn with 15. In sixth, P. McGee with 14. Followed up by Jushiro in seventh with 13. Yay. You literally just need to like be on a show and then like you're, you're in like fourth place. It's fine. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and then in eighth place, we have Dr. Shambu with 12. In ninth, we have Sublime with nine. And in tenth, we have Basket with seven. So on that note, that's where everybody is. We'll see who gets to 30 next time on the next installment of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We will kick it on over now to the topic. And welcome to another podcast review that we've gotten from Oki94, the essential podcast for any Pokemon trainer. Thatch and his crew are the best. The knowledge and variety is unmatched in the podcast community. The rotating list of hosts and topics keeps the show fresh. I've been listening for almost a year and a half, and I kickstart every week with Puckle. Keep up the great work, crew. Well, thank you, Oki. We will do just that. And if you want your iTunes or any podcast review on the show, just go ahead and review us on your platform of choice. We appreciate it. But now, on to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is world building in Pokemon and things we'd like to see come back. Uh, this was the Whimsicott brainchild, and I like it because it's a nice, um, it's a nice, uh, easier topic for these trying times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I want to, I just want to get back to this. Is like Puckle Roots. He's just like talking yeah. about talking about lore, and I, I really like that. So, so I, I'll let Whimsicott start because this is, I, I want to get a good feeling on what she wants to talk about and how she wants to she wants to go about it. So I'll let you start. Yeah, so this was inspired in part by apricorns coming back. Because I thought apricorns were one of the best elements of world building we ever had in the Pokemon world. Like, we've had Pokemon for a long time, and Pokeballs are 
high tech. There's no way we had Pokeballs like 200 years ago. So how did we deal be- with Pokemon before then? You haven't and, watched the anime. <laughs> uh, no, I have not watched the anime. And and so I thought, oh, this apricorn idea is so cool. Like there was something in nature that we substituted with technology, but we had something before. And now they're coming back. And I think, you know, there's those little details that you put in a story in a video game that make it feel real and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, the Pokeball factory in Generation 6. Like, you think about it, and after you see the Pokeball factory, it's obvious that there must be a Pokeball factory in every region. In every region, yeah. Why have we never seen one before? Or a power plant. (laughs) Exactly. We've seen a lot of power plants, to be fair. I I miss that kind of stuff, though, because that, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that wasn't really present in Swish. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that really wasn't present at all. I mean, like, if I'm thinking about things that were really cool in sense of world building, which is just honestly just having locations that are off the beaten trail, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a a really big thing. Granted, I don't think Sun and Moon really had that either, except for like a couple of beaches here and there. Uh, but a co- the things off the beaten trail, like things that I can think of right off the top of my head, is the Fuego Ironworks in Sinnoh that mm-hmm. weren't required for you to go to whatsoever throughout the entire game. Like, right. That would be that would be really cool to see something like that again, where it's, or yeah. the, shri- the shrine in the forest where Cerebi would show up if yeah. you went to unlock that event. It's just some you walk past that and you couldn't do anything with it for as long as time until the event was active, and it just brings a little bit more of um, I want to say context, but it's more than just context into that world. I I mean I, I like, think even I, I like that specifically, Jushiro, mm-hmm. um, uh, because I think it's really cool to have something there um, that they were at least thinking about using later even if they didn't because one it's like whimsicott says it just kind of fleshes out the world like having that shrine in the alex forest like yeah that's really cool because even because as a kid in generation two we never got the celebi event in the u.s nope no it was only in japan we we never got to use it um Mm -hmm. and so i think that's i think it's really cool like at least knowing like as a pokemon fan at the time when i was i don't know like 10 i think 10 11 um, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh yeah, this is really cool. I'm going to be able to go ahead and catch, uh, or I, this is really cool. I know this is for Celebi, but Celebi's not here yet. And then just waiting right. and then being disappointed. Um, but I, I think it's really cool in just terms of world building. And like, I, like I've always said, like, what's my mantra with Pokemon is like, Pokemon's all about the headcanon mm-hmm. and having things like that just like helps flesh out your, your own headcanon for Pokemon. Um, yeah, I, I and I mean something like that's not present. Like if they had something like for Zarude in the game, like something that was hinting at it, but we didn't yeah. know it was Zarude, that would make Zarude not as terrible to me. Um, mm. Like because I'd be like, hey, look, they at least referenced it before we we found out about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's not something completely out of the blue and random. Yeah, all we get nowadays, um, I feel like is it's very boring. Um, th- it'll be some reference to like, it'll be like some reference to like, oh, this Pokemon helped do this. And then it's like something you can catch on like the next route or two. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, that's not very exciting. I'd much rather have you hint at me that Volcanion exists or something like yeah. that. Like, and, there was, cool. and there are some uh, NPCs who actually have done that in the past in other yeah, uh, up, regions up. where you talk to them and they talk to you about these mythical or legendary mm-hmm. Pokemon, which yeah. you can't catch in the game. Up until Gen 6, this was pretty standard. Yeah. 
up to Gen 6, it was very, very standard, and it's not the standard whatsoever right now, which, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into, like, a gripe session, but mm-hmm. it, it is one of those things, like, it, we can talk about world building things that we want back, and I think we'll find that a lot of them that we want back just aren't present in Swish, and that there aren't very many left in Swish. Um, mm. I, I would say that they did, they did do two good things for world building. I will say that. Uh, for world building, I think they did uh, really well with just the way they displayed Pokemon gym battles. Yes. I think that was done very well. Yes, uh, yes, and yes. I also thought the gym leaders were put into the story more so than previous installments. Maybe not to Gen 5 levels. But That's we were, unreachable. Uh, yes. Gen 5 is like this pinnacle. Um, like I said, the it's... storytelling, yeah. It's like... Yeah, Pokemon storytelling. Yeah, it is a pinnacle of Pokemon storytelling, and... Uh, it, it's the problem is it put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because of a uh, Dexit like scenario, mm-hmm. and like, that's always been the bad news bears. I don't know if Game Freak doesn't realize that's the bad news bears, yeah. uh, and they think it's the storytelling that's the problem, mm-hmm. uh, and not the not the Dexit like situation. But it's uh, it's definitely yeah. I I I I would love to sit down with Masuda and like off the record talk to him and mm-hmm. just like pick his brain and be like, so why'd you make this choice? Why'd you make that choice? Um, like just to, to, because I don't know if they, if they genuinely understand or not, like that's, that's seeing a lot of the moves they make made, especially since post gen five, I've been mm-hmm. very confused yeah. um, with a lot of the moves they've made. And it, yeah. it just feels like there's a disconnect there, but maybe it's just because they have some logistical challenges that they can't overcome. Uh, and mm. I, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. There's another thing that I think has been done better in previous generations and is the temporal integration of the world. By that, I mean, you look at Gen 2 and there mm. is a husk of a building. That's the burn tower. Oh, and yeah. You, you know, when you are, you know, building a world, Sometimes you don't think about the fact that that world has been there for a long time and it's going to be there for a long time if you are an 11 year old save save it but whatever. Um I don't know if so, you're making any D&D world you should think about that, right? Exactly. <laughs> but not everyone does and not every Pokemon game does it as well as some other Pokemon game do like you go to Ecrotic City, you see the burn tower standing next to the uh, what? What's the tin tower? The tin uh-huh. tower, yeah. Yes, okay. it's either the tin or the and brass. It's one of the two. One of them exactly. used to be the tin or the brass. Exactly. It gives you a sense of oh, okay, this is a place that's been lived in, and it ties beautifully into the story of the legendaries. And then Gen Five took another approach on that that I thought was really cool like right next to the desert where you find some ruins there's a construction uh, going on right. something new it's the past meets the future meets the present all in one location around route 4 that was beautiful yeah, that really immersed true. you into the world and I don't think that Generation 7 and 8 did such a good job of that, like integrating um, the history and the future of the world with what you see on the map. There were a couple of places that did that, but it didn't feel as organic as some other generations, I, I actually, in my opinion. I agree with that. Maybe that's something to do with mm-hmm. this, like the tone 
of the games as well because like you can definitely feel like a tonal shift in the story and the, just the way the games are played in mm-hmm. gen 7 and gen 8 um outside of the fact that it's just four islands in both games yeah. <laughs> and but you can definitely feel like a tonal shift and maybe that's it maybe it's mostly that hey we're focusing on the now as well instead of like the past uh I, and it's it's they, weird because they definitely have stuff from like there's ruins in every game and Gen 6 had this whole plot with the world, you know, uh, and what oh, happened yeah, 3,000 years. Gen 6 had a good past, like, connection. Yeah, it has a lot yeah. of lore. The present lore, the present story, what's going on in the game wasn't good. But the, the lore that it brought, like, oh, this is what happened. This is the extension, uh, uh, the ramifications of what happened 3,000 yes. years ago. That and gave I, a lot of life to that region. It, it feels but like I would argue. A, a really bad way to put it is it's like the DM wrote a lot of notes, but he didn't put it through when he played the game. But I would argue that if you think about it, Gen 8 has almost as much as a backstory, but you never feel it. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think part of that is still the way that they portrayed most of it, because a lot of the stuff that's quote unquote discovered isn't even discovered by the player. It's discovered by Sonya. And like most of the real big feats that are a problem are encountered by Leon. And like that's, I, I mean, I again, I don't want this to turn into a gripe session, but like, I, I think that's where that game really started falling apart. Is they didn't let the player do things; they let they let the player play through the eyes of the NPC and focus on their gym challenge, which is the thing that they did well. Like they leaned really yeah. hard into the thing they did well. Um, yeah, and but but they definitely they definitely faltered. Like it came at a price. Like there are so many things that like Leon does that I thought would be really cool pl- moments for the player. Like you, you know when Leon like runs off and defeats like the ra- random Dynamax Berserker. Yeah, yeah. You know how cool it would have been for that to be like a little inset into the plot, and like mm-hmm. you and Leon take it on together. Yeah, right. And you needed each other to be able to do it. Like that would have been that would have been far and away better than what just like finding out that Leon did it. Like yeah, it's yeah. cool. We get he's the champ, but like you worked with the champion to do that, right? You, I mean. It's not. It's not like there's never been precedent in a Pokemon game where you've interacted with the with the champion on a level where you worked together prior to playing him. Hello, Lance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's not like anything like that hasn't happened before. And exactly. There, it would. It'd be really cool to have seen that play out again. I don't know. It would. I'll do you one better. I'll do I you would. one better, Go and ahead. I'll make you mad while I'm at it. No, two for one. You already Imagine- did, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. The statue of the old heroes and the tapestry that are shown to you one incidentally by Bede and one intentionally by Sonia were at the end of an abandoned castle that's its own dungeon that you have to explore. Okay, okay. So I I don't know that I'm mad because like I'm trying to be positive, right? And uh because like the I I have a lot of problems with Sword and Shield. I do not think they are. I don't think they're well made. And my biggest problem with Sword and Shield is there are zero dungeons, mm-hmm. absolutely zero. And even in even in um, even in Sun and Moon, we still got dungeons. Like they weren't great dungeons, but they were still there. And yeah. And then Gen Six, you obviously had gen- dungeons. Um, when you but, say dungeons, are you saying caves? Uh, Something so, like that. So I would or describe, the Team Rocket Hideout. Yeah, Team Rocket Hideout, Silphco. I would describe those as dungeons, mm. things where you have to like, you have to at least, it's a maze, essentially a maze that you have to go through and there's people you have to battle. Okay. I mean, that's a very generic way of putting it, but that's how I would describe a dungeon in Pokemon. And I mm-hmm. don't right. think there were zero of them 
in Sword and Shield. Zero. Mm. Um, it was uh, it was one of the ma- if you read a lot of the reviews, that was probably except for like the ones that were like uncharacteristically positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would say like if they if there was one that like gave praise but also gave criticism, I think those are mm-hmm. fair reviews. Um, and what they all complained about was that it was very linear. There was no off the beaten path options. Exactly. Um, which is it goes back to the Fuego Ironworks. Like right. I, I would I would love to see something like that. Like I don't even need it to be a dungeon. Like make it just like a building I can go to that. Hey, I might have missed this when I was walking on this route before. Right. And I think that would be cool. I mean, if you want, if you even want something that's like a step below a dungeon and something that would be really cool, I would, I'd even take you back to like secret bases, like being able to find a location for yes. your secret base. Like you can hop off the beaten path and like go find a place. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be really cool. As well. And not only that, I mean, if we're still going through the calendar thing, why not add a, again, the holidays, Pokemon, special Pokemon holidays that do you have, a, like Animal Crossing, well, not what? like Animal Crossing, Okay, of so I'm not, I'm not against that whatsoever. Like, I think, I think what you're probably referring to is more like something like the bug catching contest. Yes, where, like kind of like in Gen man, 2, where it's certain days something happened, yeah, and it's like, it yeah. felt like a lot. Ugh. Why is that not a thing? Why do we take away know. a good thing? Because we don't, don't we don't know. need hopes and dreams. Um, like we're recording this on Saturday, uh, uh, April eleventh, and today is the uh, Animal Crossing fishing contest. Yeah, and I'm super excited to get off this yeah and go <laughs> this play podcast yeah. and then go play the, the the. I want that in Pokemon, right? Give me a day where you can go fish hunting or bug catching. Give me a day where it's like, oh, it's bug catching contest. Go go catch a, a certain amount of bugs, and whoever has some amount of bugs wins. Whatever, just things mm-hmm. that. Will constantly give us something to do and it makes the world fit alive one wish thing i've always loved in every single game i played it's the haunted mansion part the ghost part of it in every rpg in almost every rpg you know you got your final fantasy 11 you got yeah. uh um the mansion where you find vincent uh you know in uh digimon world the first one you have the you're, the, you're the mansion when you found played <laughs> <laughs> well pokemon has a lot of mansions or buildings uh that that are like that the one i would like to see in and, and, and it's hard because you have to tie it. You would have to tie it with a region. Uh, it's a ghost town. A, oh, a town so cool. where it has been world building. Something happened and it had to be abandoned. Kind of like Chernobyl or something. And then you have oh. to go there and all you find is dark and, and, and ghost Pokemon. I feel like that's um, a, I feel like that's a little too real for a Pokemon game. <laughs> I, well, not the... Not the ex- no, sorry. Not the... Um, uh, radioactive issues, but for example, ooh, maybe a volcano was uh, was next to it, and to sell help, uh, save the people, they remove all the I people. I still from think that that's town, a little or... too real for a Pokemon game. <laughs> I think I think any implication of death outside of like I mean, the, the X the and de- Y had like they didn't they kill like two thousand Pokemon. Crazy. Uh, like, uh, okay, but... I think killing killing Pokemon versus killing people are two different things that's in the true. Pokemon lore, and I think. But I, I mean. I, I, yeah. You can make the story that it was abandoned and yeah. some Pokemon, like For the, I don't know, like the Swords of Justice in Gen 5 saved all the Pokemon in the forest from a fire. There we go. Right. We some, some mythical Pokemon saved all the people in from that, that town, town, that from town now is... a terrible catastrophe and now it's a ghost town and there you have it a hook for a yep. mythical pokemon mm-hmm. and you can explore the place that was left behind it doesn't have to be said like there's a place here no, in italy that was a town essentially built to house all the people that worked in a certain place 
And then mm-hmm. that place wasn't workable anymore. And it's a ghost town, but it's not that anybody died there. It's yeah. just a photograph of a certain time in our history. The, and I've been the, there and it's not, it's slightly creepy because there is no one there. And it's like time stopped like 50 years ago, but nobody died there. It's not a sad place. Right. That's what and, we and, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So also game, yeah, and, and emails, add, podcast uh, at gmail.com. We're, we're ready for you to accept our ideas. We'll sit down with you. And, uh, <laughs> we'll sign an NDA. I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Shishiro. Oh, no, no. That would say that the only thing about adding dead people to the my, uh, to, it's the ghost. Because one of the best Easter eggs that I found in Pokemon was the ghost girl that appeared out of nowhere. And there's no reason for her. She just appears in a room and then disappears. And it's like, what's going on with this ghost girl? I love that. It's been and I would seven love, years like, and we still don't know. And it's okay. <laughs> exactly. But I imagine a ghost town where you enter each building. And each building has its own like things with ghosts that are happening. Uh, and they're not related to Pokemon. It's just like that little girl in those uh, in that other... Uh, other Pokemon mm. games where it just appeared and nothing. Just stuff like that because it I mean, adds like more history to they, it. They did that w- the, really well in the, the uh, in the uh, Chateau. Um, yeah, and also the, the abandoned Alola. supermarket in Alola. Yes, yeah. in Alola. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they did something like that would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm into both of those as an idea and just like fleshing that out. Man, that was... Even that was cooler than what we got in Sword and Shield. God. Yeah. Uh, why does that make – that makes me so sad. <laughs> well, we still like, have two it, DLCs coming, so there's still hope. Yeah, but I I shouldn't have to wait for DLC for what I would expl- I that would describe as like a core Pokemon experience, which is just the dungeon. Like, like we can we can talk all we want about Dexit and like disagree about how Dexit was a good or bad thing. Um. Uh. It was. Well, I don't think my answer is. I, I never like, thought that uh, it was like. Uh, uh. It wasn't planned this way. It was like we have an issue. We won't be able to get all Pokemon's in there by the time we they want us to release this Pokemon. So what's our plan B? And plan B is like, well, let's release them later. I, I, I don't I think, think it was something I think as like as long as we get everything back in the form of DLC. Yeah. Well, not even because the Pokemon we themselves will. aren't DLC. They're a free update. Um. But mm-hmm. I. But the ability to catch them in Sword and Shield is as DLC. I think this could be. Probably like in terms of a game where you can like we're talking about world building where you can actually like justify all of the Pokemon being catchable within one series of games. And we're talking like 900 monsters at this point, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the ability to catch 900 Pokemon in like a single series of games. Uh, that would be astounding to me and like justify yeah. it and have reasons for it. Like that's amazing to me. Um, if they play their cards right, they can do that. I, I there's just like a little part of me that thinks, man. Wouldn't it be cool uh, if they just decided, hey, we're putting out a new game after this, and <laughs> they just throw the other 250 we're missing in the garbage? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I mean, again, we still have those oh, two yeah. DLCs. Yeah, so. I, I think that the I think the attach rates for the DLC are like crazy stupid mm-hmm. um, as well. I think I think the last report I saw was like 90% of people who own Swish plan wow. on buying the DLC. Wow. That is amazing. That's is, great. That's like an unheard of number of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, n- nothing has that t- that's ha- that high of a yeah, attach so, rate. Honestly, Except Wii Sports when it came with the Wii. You <laughs> might as well just come out with another deal. Like, I'm thinking from a business perspective, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. From a business, if I'm Game Freak and I go, cool, we made, we made what I think is a bare bone skeleton Pokemon game for $60, right? And then we sold a $30 DLC package year one and then another $30 DLC package year two after release we 
and I'm and I go, okay, so that's one hundred and twenty dollars for one version, uh, yeah. two forty two forty for two versions, which most people would buy. Well, not most people, mm-hmm. but stupid people like us. Um, and <laughs> and and so people would buy that, and then they go uh, from there. They go, okay, so we're gonna buy the DLC. Uh, and we're going to make $120. If we were to do the Sun and Moon strategy like we did before, right, where we sold Sun and Moon for $40, and then we sold, right. sold Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which is a slightly updated, essentially DLC game, yeah. um, for $40, and we made $80 for one generation, you could make $120. So you can increase your profit margin by 50%. And mm-hmm. you don't have to pay anything when it comes to producing cartridges and shipping them yeah, because the exactly. DLC is only digital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can always take the uh, uh, out uh, the cartridges that haven't sold and repackage them with the old DLC, saying like, "This yeah. is the you year get, two Pokemon make, includes you, the two DLC, so, and there's so, there's a new DLC coming." So what you do, what you do is you take the cartridges, and at the at the end of the cycle of the first DLC or second mm-hmm. DLC um, package, um, you the after everybody's paid one hundred and twenty dollars for the DLC package. You put out the game and you call it the definitive edition of Pokemon exactly. Sword or yes. Pokemon Shield. And also, there's no one who's going to buy the DLC who hasn't bought the game, of course. But once Ultra Sun and Moon came out, it kind of superseded yeah, exactly. Sun and Moon. So it lost you, you know, sales yeah, of the I previous think, game. I, I think it makes yeah. more sense for them, um, especially PR-wise, to put all of the Pokemon back into this game. Because then you can legitimately say, hey, go catch them all. Right? Yeah. Um, something that we haven't been able to do since Gen 6, but that was over a series of four games. And this one's like, hey, you could do it over a series of two games. And you can have, yeah. like, I mean, uh, this has nothing to do with world building. But um, it would be very cool to just be able to say that and see it. And it, because I said it, it's not going to happen. Um, and, uh, because I mean, that, this is like the most logical path forward, in my opinion, is to just go ahead and do that. Um, they, yeah. they obviously can. And like I've always said, like throughout the entire process, like through this entire thing, I'm more than willing to pay for the Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> like to get them in. Like I, like I had no problem, like getting the free update that they're giving for the Pokemon and going ahead and paying money for that. Like if that's all yeah. the DLC was, I would pay for that without, without, without even thinking about it. Like I, I would pay that. Um, I am also, I am also what may be classified as a quote unquote super fan, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I might be biased, but I would always do that. Um, but I, I don't know. I, the man, this took a really lo- uh, dark turn um, <laughs> because we're trying to talk about like, yeah, these would be really cool things to have back. Um, and maybe they will like uh, Isle of Armor might bring some of that back because we do get, we do get some lore with like Cub Fu and stuff like that. So maybe mm-hmm. we maybe we do get some kind of cool lore to go along with that. Um, we'll see. I'm interested. Hopefully we get Ireland uh, as a location, <laughs> at least. Um, that would be a... Well, that's going to be politically year two. Po- yeah, politically, that's an issue. Um, but... Well, yeah, but... <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I, no, we definitely should. I think that's something that we should get, like, because we, we only got the Isle of Man and the Mm-mm. Crown Tundra of Scotland, right? Yeah. So... So yeah, we, there's plenty more for us to get. Plenty more. Uh, so on that note, though, this is a good place to switch gears. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you guys with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving. Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. 
The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 468, Togekiss, the Jubilee Pokemon. Its Pokemon Platinum Pokedex entry says, It shares many blessings with people who respect one another's rights and avoid needless strife. And because we are talking about uh, VGC in the community right now, because we're hosting our VGC tournament, the PFTT, we have uh, another VGC team today. Uh, this team was created by MBC um, on Twitter. They were the second runner-up, or the first runner-up. That's how that. That's how those words work. <laughs> For the recent tournament that A Drive and Wolf Glick put on, that had like outstanding attendance. It was just mm-hmm. like nuts, nutsos. So I wanted to go over this team because they did make it public, and I wanted to just go over it and just talk to people. I do not know the EV spreads and what they're calced for. I'm just going to throw that out there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are incredibly specific. So yeah, Some of these are incredibly specific. If you would like these details, instead of taking out your notebook and writing them all down, you can grab them on the Discord server after you grab this show. So this team starts off with Togekiss because it's an egg. And it's Easter, I guess. Week of Easter. It's actually, uh, what do the Polish call it? I think it's uh, Dingus Day. Dingus Day. What? It's Dingus Day. The day this show comes out. So the day after Easter in Poland is called Dingus Day. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a very progressive holiday. <laughs> um, <laughs> what what it was based on is that's the day that uh, little boys go grab switches off of trees and like hit the girl they like with a switch. And uh, yeah, yeah. Dingus Day, Polish I'm holiday. I'm just um, keeping myself from making a joke about Nintendo Switches growing on trees in Poland, but whatever. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so in Italy, initially the day after Easter is called what loosely translates as Little Cute Easter. That's a more positive note. That is not what Dingus Day is. <laughs> that is that is not Dingus Day. Or maybe it's the opposite way. Maybe it's the girls grab the Switches and hit the boys. No, we just all have a barbecue when it doesn't rain. It's been raining on the day after Easter for, like, as long as I've been alive. And guess which year the weather picked to be yep. clement. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dingus Day, most most recently, they actually use water instead of switches to pick the girl that they like. So they, they splash water on them. Still very stupid. Or they'll squirt them with water guns. Stupid. Okay, but nonetheless, Togekiss is a Pokemon on this team with a bold nature. Uh, super luck because you're not really going for the crits with Serene Grace on this Pokemon. 
It's got a the EV spread. Get ready for this, guys. Take your notes. Mm. Two twenty eight HP, one ninety six defense, twelve special attack, twelve special defense, sixty speed, bold nature, zero attack. Yawn, dazzling gleam. Follow me, safeguard. Uh, holding a babiri berry. Uh, what does a babiri berry do? You may ask. And Thatch does not have the answer for you right off the top. Of I do. <laughs> Go ahead. It halves the damage of a super effective steel type attack. That's right. That's right. We talked about this. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you can take a you can take a super effective steel type attack with this Togekiss. This is also more of a support Togekiss than the one we talked about last week. So, this Togekiss, the whole point is redirection, protecting you from sleep um, or any status conditions for that matter, and also using Yawn to force out switches and maybe just cancel out an opponent's Dynamax. Which is really, it's nice tech. It's a nice tech. And then you have Dazzling Gleam so that the Togekiss isn't completely helpless. Mm-hmm. So that's good. We also have a Rotom Wash on this team because what is VGC without Rotom Wash? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not a game. It's not a meta. Uh, Citrus Berry, Levitate, obviously, uh, with 252 HP, 76 Special Attack, and 180 Speed. Calm Nature, Hydro Pump, Thunderbolt, Nasty Plot, Protect. This is this is just Rotom Wash. It's an offensive Rotom Wash. <laughs> Mm-hmm. with nasty plots so that you can you can do some real damage especially if you go big with it and you, you dynamax and never wrote him wash you can let off some pretty big uh big geysers and uh and what is it lightnings wow those those move names are just very uneventive i like i like <laughs> yeah. the, z move, the z move names are way better they were yeah. so much cooler yeah uh all right moving on jushiro tell us more tell us more well, we have ghosts and we have fairy, but we're going to tone it down now to the dark side and bring it down with Incineroar. Now, Incineroar, with its trusty Intimidate as the ability chosen for him, is a good attacker that is going to wreak havoc to your opponent. Uh, it, it has the EV spread, 244 in HP, 60 for an attack, 84 for defense, 108 in speed. Special defense, special defense. Sorry, special defense and then 12 in speed. Um, it, with its careful, uh, careful nature, which won't allow the fig, uh, figgy berry to confuse him. And its attacks are fire blitz, darkest lyret, parting shot, and fake out. The whole point of this is to make it so that you have no attack stats. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what this is for. Because you intimidate and you parting shot. This was like the scariest thing I heard when Incineroar was coming back to the game, and I heard that it was yeah. going to be allowed in VGC. I'm like, did you know Incineroar got parting shot this generation? Because yeah. I did it until like Gosh. the day after it came out, and I was like, they're letting it in. Who would have thought they would <laughs> let it in? Thankfully, I looked at the most recent usage stats. I don't know how accurate they are anymore, but the usage stats show that Incineroar is no longer at a crazy high, like eighty, ninety percent in VGC. It is down to like 36%, and Togekiss is actually the most used Pokemon in VGC 2020 right now. Mm. But that's in the sky. We also have down in the ground, and that is Excadrill, the next one on the list, with weakness policy to make sure it doesn't get KO'd that easily. No, it does get KO'd. You're thinking of the TCG weakness policy. (laughs) Oh, that must be Uh, it. (laughs) You're thinking the TCG TCG weakness policy and the in-game one are two completely different things. Oh, what does the we- the in-game? I have never used it. So the so. in-game weakness policy is actually really good, and it's something that's seeing a lot of use, especially this time around, because of Dynamax, and people really, okay. like, hit hard and big. But what happens is, so if Excadrill gets hit by a super effective attack, it procs. And what happens mm. is Excadrill gets, like, plus two attacks, plus two special attack, and I think some speed mm. as well. Okay. No, it doesn't get any no, speed. No, no speed. No speed. You still need, you still need those, uh, those, uh, 
oh my gosh what are they called the uh the g the dynamax move that's too good just like the just like the z move um the supersonic sky strike of dynamax that's what <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know what it's called oh max airstream that's what it is max airstream okay so speaking of speed it has a 252 speed stat there that you want to add to it uh, with the 16 hp 28 in attack 164 in defense and four in special defense it's jolly nature to make sure it outspeeds its speed steers uh, needed speed steers and it's four attacks earthquake iron head sword dance and protect i don't know why i i'm not a fan of this extra drill but that's just me i i also i i have to play with this team to really understand it and i have yet to do that because i've been playing with mm-hmm. a bunch of other teams there's a bunch of teams from that tournament that are up and available by the way so if you're mm-hmm. interested you can go look at those but this one uh this one i just thought was cool not because of any of the pokemon we've listed before but these last two <laughs> and i'll i'll let uh, i'll let whimsicott go into that Yes, so the next Pokemon is Dragapult, and it's something I'm a huge fan of, a physical Dragapult. It's holding Life Orb, it has max speed, max attack, 4 HP, Jolly Nature, because you don't want to drop any of that amazing speed. Like, I legit looked at the speed tiers when I was getting my Dragapult, and I was like, so... Yes, it's really, really fast, but the difference between an Adamant and a Jolly Nature is outspeeding a plus one Excadrill. Yes. Jolly every oh, single this, time. Mm, the speed tiers are nuts, especially yeah. with, uh, I, even in OU, Zera Aura is only good because it's one base speed higher than uh, Dragapult. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's got Dragon Dart, which is the reason I am a huge fan of a physical Dragapult. It's such a cool move. It's got Phantom Force, which is a bit harder to make work, but it allows for some amazing shenanigans. It's so good. It's so good. I love Phantom Force, especially in VGC. Yes, it's amazing. You can disappear for one turn, play around with the speed tiers like you used to do with Skydrop last generation. It's, It's amazing. It's it's even a little bit more than that too because um, Phantom Force One will always hit the target mm-hmm. that you chose. So um, something that's very popular, one of the more popular Pokemon of VGC at the is Ally is Switch. Dus- is Ally Switch with Duskull or Dusclops, mm-hmm. I should say. And so people will switch to try not to get hit, but you're going to hit with Phantom Force anyway. It doesn't matter. Also, you're burning Dynamax turns if you Phantom. You're burning Force. Dynamax turns, and if you're good enough at playing with like this team has no speed control. But if you're using speed control on your team, you can manipulate it so that essentially you get to hit twice without ever being hit on those two turns. Because now the modifiers to speed take effect in the same turn. So things like Tailwind, it doesn't apply from the next turn as it used to the generation before. It applies to that same turn. Mm -hmm. So if you have, say, a Prankster Whimsicott, it's amazing. I love VGC this year. It's got Fly, uh, again, you need it for the max airstream, but you can also play around with turns if you are not Dynamax with your Dragapult using Fly. And it's got Protect because it's VGC. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, really crazy treat is an offensive Venusaur. It has Chlorophyll, mm, of course. I love this because, thing. I love it. It's, yeah. it's better than Overgrow. <laughs> You can have your opponent set sun. You can set sun yourself if you, I don't know, Dynamax, you're in Incineroar or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's got max special attack, max speed, 4 HP, team in nature. And it's got 
leaf storm, sludge bomb, protect, and sleep powder, which is the reason it's holding a wide lens. <laughs> it's fantastic, I love though. this. It is, it's the most frustrating thing to play against. Like, no joke. Uh, I've played against it a couple of times, like a wide, wide lens Venusaur, and just being put to sleep constantly is so frustrating. And that's because Spore's gone this year, essentially, because the only Spore user that's available right now is Shenotic. And, mm. and let's be honest, it's Shenotic. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from that Pokemon since it's been revealed. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so like, this is kind of the equivalent of, like, having a Spore user. This is, like, Amoongus right now. Amoongus yeah. is Venusaur, and Venusaur is just hitting, like, a truck at the same time. Because you could go big exactly. with it. And then, and uh, max poison as well and get, like, special attack boosts. Exactly. You're just, you're just nuts so good. It's amazing. I love it. Love, love, mm-hmm. love, love, love it. Uh, also, Venusaur, by the way, gets Earth Power now. Yes. So, that's a big... It doesn't need to run Earthquake anymore. Yeah, it gets Earth Power now. That's huge. Good for you, Venusaur. But yeah, on that note, that is it for the Pokemon of the episode. If you want this team, like I said, it's in the Discord show notes. Or not in the show notes on the Discord, but in the Pokemon of the episode channel on the Discord. You can go grab this team, try it out for yourself, see if you like Wide Lens Venusaur. Uh, we are going to go ahead then and uh, kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails. You mail. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the segment of the show where we read your listener emails. You can send them into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about anything you're thinking about. What what brand of peanut butter you like? Uh how that relates to, I don't know, Bidoof. Um and <laughs> you could you could send us those emails. But as always, this segment of the show is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Too many people like ask us. We got, used to get asked a lot to make that a real energy drink. <laughs> That's not exactly something you can just wake up and do one day. Like you can make a table if you wake up one day and want to make a table. But <laughs> you can't exactly Etsy your way through doing an energy drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the FDA will have a blast with that. <laughs> Energy drink. It gives you hooves. That's really, that sounds unsafe. Um, <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> I mean, I mean, it would be very on brand for Green Taurus. <laughs> yes, that's very yeah. true. <laughs> we got pulled from store shelves almost immediately. It was, <laughs> <laughs> we just triggered another pandemic. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, we asked you guys last week uh, what you thought about Play Pokemon being canceled uh, in 2020. And I know Jushiro has some hot takes on this. By hot takes, I mean just ideas. <laughs> yeah. And we only got one email this week, and it was from Big Cat Bruce. So uh, as long as it's as long as it's grammatically correct and on on topic, I think he won the Green Doros bet. <laughs> it even has paragraph breaks. Yeah, I know. Oh my, paragraph breaks are my favorite thing that we don't right? see. They're typically rare. Yep. So, uh, Whimsicott, go go ahead. Read this one from Big Cat. I will, but before I do that, I just want to share with you all that I had a flashback to that one scene in the Incredible Hulk movie where he like dro- drops a drop of his blood into the drink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it got green. It wasn't a Taurus, but whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Big Cat Bruce says, Hello to my absolute favorite group of Pokemon podcasters. Yay. I hope he means specifically us three. 
That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like... I, I don't think he listens to like 700 Pokemon podcasts, so whatever. Um, it's like, yeah. it's like saying, you're my favorite kid. Mom, I'm an only child. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're going to be silly here. Um, this is Big Cat Bruce with some thoughts on the cancellation of Play Pokemon 2020. I came into this year with the hope that the new generation would be my first time competing in a regional tournament. I live near Philadelphia, so I felt confident that I'd be able to travel on the East Coast to compete. But then, the original schedule was released, and the tournaments close to me took place before Sword and Shield was the format. Then, I bought a house, I'm getting married this August, congrats for both! Congrats, yeah! And I'm also in grad school. Basically, my Mm. life got busier and busier. Oh, I feel you, man. I know that many people set their travel plans for this year and are really bummed, but this actually really works out for me. I'm excited (laughs) for the 2021 season to start because my life will be much slower and I may be able to compete. It is sad to see for many people who put in so much time and effort for this season, but I hope that with more online tournaments and creativity from the community, this will be a positive flashpoint of innovation that the game needed. I hope you all stay safe and thank you for still putting out great content, Big Cat Bruce. Ah, that was just what we needed. Mm-hmm. A ray of sunshine. Thank you, yes. Big Cat Bruce. Yes, we did. Yep, yep, yep. And it, it, what he said mirrors what I thought and my thoughts on the TCG cast about the whole cancel thing. It is time for Pokemon to move this online. Right? It's online has always been a secondary thing for Pokemon. Let it be because of Nintendo's constant uh, hesitation to dive in headfirst into the online gameplay world, or let it that be... Because uh, cheating, they can't control that as much uh, when it's uh, through online. I don't know. But the fact that the only way that points count for the official championships are through real um, uh, people moving from place to place itself, to me, invites less people to, to play than it is just open okay. it online. Just having it online. Jushiro, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Do you know how they determine who goes to Worlds from Japan? How? They do an online tournament for BGC. Son of a no gun. joke. This is how they've done. It. This is how they've done it for years in Japan. Why? Why can't we do that like that right? here? Because the Nintendo servers can't handle it. I don't think Nintendo Ugh. servers can. Handle it. I think the number of people playing Pokemon in Japan versus the number of people playing Pokemon in like the U.S. and the rest of the world is significantly higher. Um, I I don't I don't think that's possible. Like Japan versus the rest of the entire world. It doesn't have that many people that... No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the rest of the world. Yeah, it's, he said the other way around. That's what I meant. We're both on the same page. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, we're both on the same page. Uh, if I didn't say it that way, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> that might be part of it, but yeah, they should totally move VGC online. Yeah, TCG, same thing. Yeah, t- uh, TCG, I don't agree with from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because from a business standpoint, if we were to move it online... You don't get to sell the cards online. Granted, but but that's the thing. That's what that's the change that I was talking about on the TCG cat. Yeah, PTCGO is awful. Exactly. They should <laughs> move. Not that. Not 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 move online with the things that we have now. No, no. They need to invest into a better online experience for both PGC and TCG. I mean, it runs on Unity. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it should, they should scrap PTCGO. They should brought up a new system, much like 
uh, Magic Arena where you can buy boosters and buy cards right? with real money. You should be able to buy boosters with real money. Yes. And have a, a permanent system in place where you can just play there. And, and, and it just boggles my mind how they have not done that. And I know maybe they've been, Nintendo has always been, ha- always has like a, like a, a bigger goal in mind, such as when it came up with all this fitness games. It was just, ah, we want our, you know, our players space to be healthy and, and so forth. Maybe this whole thing is for social interaction, but the times of social interactions right now are changing and we're not, after this is done, people are not going to react the same. People are going to avoid large, uh, large things. I do agree with that. I think what I think needs to happen, just like overall, is it needs to be a heavier mixture of the two. Like we mm-hmm. we we have virtually like no online play right now. I mean Mm-mm. VGC, you can probably get maybe a hundred to two hundred points a year playing online right now. Yeah, but that's it, and you have to do like really well to get those points. And that's that's like halfway to a world's invite if you do really, really, really well on all of the online tournaments. Yeah. And so, yeah. So they, I think they need to change that. I think I think there is some value to real life events. Oh no, I don't see. Uh, yeah, I don't say scrap them completely. TCG, as long as you're buying the packs online, I think that's perfectly right. fine because from a business standpoint, you're not getting people to buy the cards if you don't yeah. if if you don't have an IRL events. You know right. what they should do? They should print a little code at the bottom of the card. That is either a QR or a code that you input, depending on what device you're using, the new overhauled client for PTCGO, mm-hmm. that if you have the card in real life, you scan it you and it, it gives yeah. you the card in the game. So people are still going outside, buying the physical packs, getting the high of opening up a booster box and having the physical beautiful card in their hands. Mm-hmm. But they can also say, oh, I finally got this card that I really wanted and that is really good. I can scan it, have it in my online game and use it in my online game. So so I'm going to counterpoint that because it depends on the code. And I don't know if it's possible to make a code for each individual card itself. Because mm. if you make it standardized to its type of card, this this actually already happened, by the way. Um, with, not with Pokemon, but with Yu-Gi-Oh!, Mm. Yu-Gi-Oh, if you look at some of the original Yu-Gi-Oh cards that came out, there was actually a little code on the bottom of each of them. It was just like a string of like 12 or 16 numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. you could type that number in to to a Yu-Gi-Oh video game. There was no Yu-Gi-Oh online video game at that point, really. And you can get whatever card you wanted or whatever card you had physically in the game, um, okay. which was a neat concept until you realized that it was the same for each card for oh. the same type. So then yeah. you could just go online, look up a list of cards and you go, I need this one. And you just type yeah. it in. And so what I could see happening is, oh, hey, there's a QR code. I'll just grab that QR code and I get whatever card I need. Yeah, free, yeah. I right? wasn't thinking about the fact that people would like put the codes out there. That's very silly and naive of me. Yeah, that's very, that's going to happen. I mean, I mean, the other, well, well, there are codes for boosters, right? So boosters have, do have codes. Uh, so the booster them. pack so we, does, the booster pack does, but I don't know if you could make it. So what the difference with that is, you'd have to print that for each individual card. Correct. Exactly. Which, which is, which is again, it's, it's what, well, this is why this whole thing is triggering it. What I, uh, why I expect or hope that game for Pokemon in general and Nintendo does is take this opportunity to, invest into new ways of how to play pokemon they, they should totally do it online i think yeah. i think i think going to a magic that a magic type uh pr- client would be mm-hmm. ideal 
Um, and honestly, we'd probably already have that client if Wizards still own Pokemon. Well, no, Wizards tried to kill Pokemon, but... Yeah, Wizards <laughs> tried to kill Pokemon. But, That's why Pokemon does Pokemon now. Yes. Uh, Wizards tried to kill Pokemon uh, back in the day. Yeah. And so that I, I do agree with that though. Um, I, they, we should have a client like Wizards though, and I don't know why we have don't because this this client ex- has existed since like 2011 with yep. with virtually zero update. And they actively tell you don't invest money in Pokemon Online, Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. It's like it's clear. Like we all have been spending tons of money, and one day they might shut that thing out, and there's just nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they really just need to make it official. Just make it official. Just give me a, a, a client where I can buy cards and then have a sturdy and trustworthy server where all that information is stored and uh, it protects us from cheating. And then mm-hmm. we go from there. Yep. I think I, I don't disagree with that. I think we should do that. I, I do think that there should still be on, uh, in-person events. Yeah, I, I'm not considering this right. This regarding those. I think there anyway. should be heavily heavier utilization of online infrastructure. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I, I, I think that's where I lie because I think because I think it's an experience to go to a regional. Like I went, I went to St. Louis. I thought it was a cool experience. We've all been to nationals. Mm-hmm. That was a cool experience. But I, I do think there need to be more online online opportunities, yep. especially yes, for people who can't travel. Because I think traveling is really a big a big barrier. It is having yeah. a switch and having internet or having a computer and having internet is nowhere near being able to have the time and money to go to events every because it's not remember guys this is not like oh no yeah you just go once a month no 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 if you actually want to make it to championships you gotta invest a lot of time Mm -hmm. and money and go every week in every activity you can hear of because you need as much points as possible to be able to make it people just don't have that time and money just do it online let people who don't have that time and money but do have the skills participate also why not yeah i i absolutely agree and especially when it comes to like world travel budgets like the thing i can think of like the 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 one that would be a very anecdotal case that i think would be really cool to have would be imagine that kid that is really good at pokemon but he's he's Mm -hmm. poor he has like the switch and the internet connection that's it right and he does really well at a bunch of online events so well that he wins like an invite to worlds with a travel stipend yeah. You know how much of an underdog you know how that amazing would that would be, be, and people love it. People are like, yes, do it. You can make a movie out of it. Yeah, yeah honestly, it's like the modern sports movie, <laughs> right? The modern esports movie. That's that's what I would love to see, though. I would love to see that opportunity be available. And I want that to be the coach doing the the speech. Oh, you can make an amazing movie out of it. Like half the movie is, you know, live action. And half the movie is like oh. a cartoon version where he has his actual team and he's traveling through the world of Pokemon in his mind. Oh, my gosh. Oh and my that's God. just like, listen here, dummy bears. <laughs> this is it. Over this a Skype is the call. Day. Over a Skype yeah. call. <laughs> but on that note, uh, thank you for that email, Big Cappers. If you want the Green Taurus badge, make sure you notify us on the Discord and we'll give it to you. We're going to go ahead, though, and I guess end the show here. If you want to email us next week at Pokemon or PucklePodcast at gmail.com, let us know what world-building feature you would like to see come back or something that you miss in Pokemon. Send that in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us during the week, a great way to do it is, one, join the Discord. Two, you could follow us on our social medias over at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to help support the show in a couple different ways, you could go over to YouTube and just watch the videos and appreciate us. There are more videos coming out. Like, uh, we, we have a schedule. Sigma and I are working on some stuff. It's very exciting. We started doing some TCG stuff together. 
because nice. I've been I just been wanting to get back into TCG. I'm sure we'll get we'll drag Yushiro into it inevitably. Oh yeah. And then we're going to, of course, if you want to watch us live, you can go over to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. I know I'll be live on Thursday. We'll see. We gotta we have to work on the Twitch schedule, but I'll be there on Thursday for sure, if not more. Um, because I'm lonely. <laughs> and following that up. That was though, a cry for help, guys. That was if a cry you want for to support help. the show monetarily, you can do so by going to Twitch, dropping a Twitch Prime subscription. That's free if you have an Amazon Prime Prime account. You can also go ahead. And go to our T Public store, buy anything there. It helps support the show. You can buy some ramen from Vite Ramen. I know they've got some spicy noodles coming very soon. Oh, I envy the spicy noodles even more than I envy the regular noodles. <laughs> oh, I want them so badly. They are coming soon. So that, go over to Vite Ramen and use code Puckle for a 10% discount at checkout. And on that note, I think that is everything that I wanted to cover. And Big Cat Bruce. Uh, congratulations on Green Tar's bad yeah. before we forget. No, I already did that. I didn't forget. Oh, we did? Yeah, you weren't listening. Ooh. And patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast if you want to donate to the show. Get some Pokemon giveaways. Go use the Puckle Breeder Bot so that you can make whatever Pokemon you want. Go check that out. We appreciate all of our patrons and their support. And on that note, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I've been Trainer Thatch. Some say I've been Jishiro. And I think everyone agrees that I've been the fluffiest whimsicott. And it's closing time. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.